Hey everybody, this is Winston Wilson with the Wilson Family of Organizations. Today I have a very special guest for us to talk to. Uh, the reason why I wanted to make sure we shared this on Creativity Cocktail as well as Surviving Business is that I'm talking to someone today who has a background or a ability to toggle between both of those. So we are going to talk to the wonderful Janine Hunter. Janine, hello. hello. How are you? <laughs> Great to have you today on the show. Thank you for having me. It is so wonderful. We're going to talk about how we met, but also about some of the wonderful things that Janine does. Because when we were having our initial chat, I was just so I was so taken aback by all of the things that you're involved in. So with that being said, let's go ahead and ask, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everybody. Whenever you're listening to this, I am hoping that if you're listening to this today, you'll understand what I'm talking about. If you're listening to this in the future, I hope you say to yourself, what the heck is he talking about? But right <laughs> now, we are still within the throes of the pandemic world. And it's had an, an effect on everybody. Um, I had some conversations recently where human beings were all like exhausted. We're exasperated about it. Yeah coming and going and it's coming and going. It's like a, it's like a really bad movie that keeps playing. <laughs> and I think, you know, we look for milestones like, you know, it will 2021 be over. We thought about 2020 being over and it would be over. So we are under this hope that it, that in 2022, we're not talking about this anymore. I Just, think. <laughs> so how are you doing these days through the pandemic, Janine? I'm doing well. I think like the conversation we just were having, um, honestly, like 2020 wasn't uh, too bad for me. Um, not like how it was for a, a lot of folks and being quarantined and, um, you know, held up in the house and things closing down that year wasn't as bad for me because um, it actually also pushed me or moved me forward in getting my store open. Um, Cause you know, we're in the house. So what are we gonna do? Um, 2021 has been uh, way rougher um, for personal reasons and whatnot. The store is awesome. Business is great. But you, like you said, the pandemic going back and forth, like right now I'm hearing things spiking and I think there's some more mask mandates again and whatnot. So I'm like, what is going on? So like, are we gonna be back to I don't know if it's going to be back to what 2020 was, but, um, you know, our lives have changed. The world has changed. Like, you know, it's like, what is our new normal? Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting because I'm getting this sense and I'm usually I'm so optimistic about the world, but the exhaustion that I mentioned earlier, sometimes I think the new normal is that we have these things. We have these fluctuations. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like it's not over so we'll have a spike in this we'll have a spike in that and i try to make really poor jokes about well hope the zeta virus variant gets here so we can just be done with the greek alphabet yeah. <laughs> just over with the help left <laughs> exactly yes so you mentioned the store and so this is how we met uh, janine runs a store here in atlanta cbd american shaman of Smyrna. So it's oh, a Smyrna. <clears throat> And so there's a bunch of American shaman stores. So mine is the one that's in Smyrna. Yes, I, I noticed this that it is a franchise that's probably growing quite a bit yeah. all over the country. 
And I, I went into the store because I take a, a tincture and, and we'll talk about why I take that and to get some sleep. And so sleep is so important to all of us here, especially in mine and Janine's situation. I know I'm teasing you, audience, about what I'm about to think, but I think those of you who follow me, they'll, they'll know what I'm talking about. And then we started to have this conversation when I came into the, the store to get something to help me focus because every day I have so much medication that I take and some of that medication can make you fatigued. And so I have to work. My brain is my way of making my living. And so I said, well, I've got to make sure that I'm focused throughout the day. And as Janine and I was talking, she's the first person that I've met personally that has multiple sclerosis like myself. Yes. And, and, And that led to a conversation about her path and her journey and I have to say, Janine, and hopefully you as the audience, whether you have MS or you know someone has MS or you know somebody has got something going through, Janine really inspired me because she talked about her business. She talked about her creative life. And it's the first time I met somebody who has been able to toggle between a creative life and the business life. And that's not easy for most of us. And it's definitely not easy for me. That's a person who's a writer, and I run um, several businesses, and I got a day thing that's going on. And, and I'm saying to myself, I'm so inspired by you. So tell us, Janine, a little bit about, and I'm going to display here for the audience the CBD American Shaman of Smyrna while you share. But just tell us a little bit about the store. What made you decide to open it? And you, I think you alluded to this earlier. But talk to us about what was the, the drive to open the store for you? So um, I'm inspired by you. I mean, you are writing, you're doing, you have this, um, this platform, um, you know, it's, it, like you said, it's not easy for the average person and especially not easy for folks that have, um, I hate to say illnesses or whatnot, but just have things going on in their lives, like multiple sclerosis that um, isn't curable, but you know, we, we tend to like push through in our daily lives. Um, But for my store, so I own, like you said, I own a CBD store and my path to owning it is my background is, is TV and and film. I have a master's degree in film from Howard University. I've worked in television for at least probably since 2002. Um, My main um, gig in, in TV was being a writer, producer and on air marketing. I worked for several networks um, throughout the Discovery uh, family, um, through the Turner family. Um, I've worked at PBS, et cetera. So um, really, I guess going back when I started producing, you know, TV and whatnot is, um, or just work, just life in general is stress, um, is stressful. And I think my, um, my uh, triggers is stress. And when I started producing, uh, it was, it's, you know, stressful, but it, I, I, I loved it. Um, it's something, it was my goal for my career, but I started having symptoms um, of, of numbness on one of my sides that didn't go away. Most people wouldn't have gone to the doctor for it. I just go to the doctor for everything. If my body's not right, I, I don't sit on it, I go. So long story short, went um, to the doctor, which made me go to a neurologist. They did all these tests. Um, They did, uh, one of them was an MRI. 
I mean, they ruled out everything except for MS. My worry was lupus because I was around so many folks who had lupus. So I was like, well, maybe I had have lupus. Um, I didn't really know much about multiple sclerosis. So when um, he kind of somewhat um, diagnosed me with it, or not diagnosed me, they well, I had to go to a special specialist. Specialist at the time, he was not as aggressive, so he didn't put me on medication. So they watched me for four years. Well, they watched me until I had another, uh, if I had a, a flare, as they call it, or oh, episode. Four years? Wow. Yes. Um, so I, what was, I can't do the math, but I officially was diagnosed in 2011 because in 2011, I had the symptoms that most folks commonly will have that then immediately get diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I had the optic neuritis in my uh, left eye where I couldn't see out of it. I had the drunk walk, as I, t as I say it, like, you know, trying to balance and, um, I couldn't uh, focus. Um, I mean, my fatigue was extreme. I tell people, fatigue, you know, being tired is one thing, but fatigue from certain illnesses or like multiple sclerosis is on a whole nother level. I don't so, people understand this. I, I feel stoned. I think people are saying, yo, let's get up and be all right. And then, you know, to have people who tell me like, oh yeah, just walk right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they, don't, <laughs> they, don't understand, they don't understand it. But, and, and bear with me, I'm saying all this because that's what led me to my, the journey of me opening my store. Because at this time I was in Washington, D.C. And um, so when I was diagnosed, um, so at the time I think D.C. had medical marijuana. And I got a medical marijuana card and I went to a dispensary. Um, you know, when you're sick, you just want to find any relief um, in your symptoms. And I'm someone where I don't like the medications because they have all these side effects um so i think I, when i was officially diagnosed they did put me on some medication but i was trying to find natural alternatives to relieve my my symptoms at that time there was like three shots that were um approved and there was a pill that was about to come out two one pill was out and another pill was about to come out um so as opposed to now i don't know there's like 20 medications so when i went to the dispensary they said, um, they were telling me, I went specifically to a dispensary whose father had MS. So it was a family business. They knew about multiple sclerosis specifically. And they told me that CBD was really good for autoimmune diseases. And I was like, okay, I just thought it was all weed. Um, they gave me a tincture that was actually developed for a, a kid who had multiple seizures a day and it helped him bring his seizures down or whatnot. So I was taking that for years. Um, and I found the, the true benefits in CBD and in, in cannabis, um, because then I had to work on finding strands that worked for me, um, or that didn't work for me. Cause I'm not somebody, I wasn't a big, um, I'm not a smoker or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like to be high as, because I like I need a function. So, yeah. but I, I but for my health and my body, I was trying to find something that helped me to um, help me in my day to day. So, fast forward, I moved to Georgia in 2019. My goal was to open a store. 
I've always been, I guess, what my friends and family would say, an entrepreneur, a hustler, whatever. I had all these businesses. I had a brownie business before, wow. I had, um, a, a beauty skincare business, and I was training on um, um, working on opening up a beauty supply store. So in moving to Georgia, I was looking to open a beauty beauty supply store. Um, I did not think anything was legal down here. And when I moved, I saw a CBD store. So I was like, what? CBD is legal in Georgia. I'm a true advocate of this. Right. You know, let me do some research. So I did. And it was easier and faster for me to open up a CBD store than a beauty supply store. Because, you know, beauty supply stores on every corner. And it's finding that is location is everything. And CBD, I started researching in January and I opened in November of 2020 during a pandemic. Um, And, but. That is awesome. I mean, it's inspiring that you're just like, hey, I don't, you know, I've got to do what's in my heart. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm into, I feel like now my calling, I'm, I'm going this route of, I really like helping others. It's not just, CBD is a booming business right now. Mm-hmm. Cannabis is a booming business. But for me in my store, it's more focused on health and wellness and natural, all, trying to have as much natural alternatives to, to getting relief from whatever it is that you're dealing with. Like when you came in, you were looking um, for, for, well, one was your sleep, but also to focus during the day. You know, there's folks who have from anything, where from anxiety to cancer to pain, um, sleep is a big thing. Yeah. Um, folks are just out there trying to find some relief. And this pandemic actually grew to me some more of that clientele who was looking for a natural alternative to certain things, especially anxiety, because this pandemic brought on a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, yeah. a lot of mental health issues so you know it's, I, I, it's very beneficial I, as you see you came in the store I like talking to people yeah, seeing awesome. where they're coming from what they're dealing with and trying to find something that will help that's awesome you mentioned something that I hope you in the audience wherever you're listening to you you kind of you pick that up and that's when Janine shared that she was finding her calling which is a bit different than purpose <laughs> so you know because the calling she really wove this in well it's not this your purpose is usually an internal kind of thing like i want to do this i want to do that but the calling like janine shared is about really helping other people mm-hmm. at the same time and i think this world and this is one of the reasons why we've this this pandemic could have brought us together but it kind of schismed us into our tribes even further and that's because we, humankind, Americans, we, a lot of times we just focus on me, me, me. Like, I gotta get it. We, you know, we glorify the me, me, me. But one of the other things that we do well is that we help other people. I don't know how other countries are, but we are very philanthropic. <laughs> we like do a lot of stuff to go out and help people. Uh-huh. And, and, and the story about CBD, I didn't know much about it besides, you know, the stuff that you, you hear, the stuff you were talking about in the past but i said to myself um and and i want you to kind of weigh in on this janine is that my diagnosis with ms and a lot of people's diagnosis with ms the symptoms are different 
I call it like the snowflake kind of thing because no one is exactly the same. And that's why there's all these kind of remedies that exist out there. And the, the, the toughest part for me, and it sounded like you mentioned this, is that when I was trying to get my therapy for it, my medications or whatever, it was a stressful process. <laughs> like, like MMS is a stressful thing. I'm trying to relieve stress. Why am I getting, why am I having stress? And I am in the Facebook groups of some of them, and you're probably in some of them as well. Yeah. And you hear a lot of positive stories and you hear some other stories. And I say to myself, man, I, I'm hoping that in the future that we will find a way to help us with this thing. And for those of you who don't know what MS is, MS is your immune system attacking the sheaths of your nerves, removing those over time in a progressive way. And so it kind of exposes your nerves and it makes difficult different things happen. So whether you cannot walk or whether you cannot, um, or you have stress, so it's just a myriad of symptoms that can happen around it. Um, but it's your body attacking your whole nervous system. Yeah. I like to tell people it's like uh, our immune systems are over over overreactive or over, overactive. Yeah. Uh, and like what you said, it, it everybody is affected differently. Um, I always you know, say it's like a snowflake. Like nobody, no two people are, are the same um, with their symptoms and what they're going through. Um, so like for you, your symptoms and what how it affects you is way different than how it affects me. And it's way different from how it affects the next person. And some people it hits harder. Um, some people it's more it's more visual. Some people it's not. Some people have just pain or mental or cognitive issues. So, you know the the the, the optimistic thing about snowflake aspect of MS is that we human beings we are too like snowflakes. Yeah. There, there's no two one of us alike. They used to make a joke when I was younger, like, yeah, there's another Winston somewhere near the planet Earth. I don't think so. I don't think that there's genetically, we are snowflakes. <laughs> it's hard. Like, yeah. then we are running to another gene. It's just not going to happen. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. And that's the lesson, everybody, that as much as we're snowflakes as humans, we're like really. We have an opportunity for us to really come together. And, um, Janine, talk to us a little bit about your creative life. You, you mentioned it, that you've been um, a producer and you worked on all the shows and all these kind of things. Tell us like one of the fun moments in, your, in that part of your chapter of your life, like one of the fun things that you were part of or that you got done. Oh, wow. You put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I mean... Fun things, it's, well, obviously, back in my younger days, it was all fun. Like, being on set, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed shooting or, or you know, being on set and working on the creative process from pre-production, production, to post-production, um, and then seeing it all come together. Where most folks, and I try to tell people, like, you really don't understand, like, how long it takes just to do a 30-second commercial, yeah. how much money it takes to do that. But um, if you enjoy it, well, and here's the thing. The best thing is when you have a an awesome crew. Mm -hmm. uh, I can date back to my Howard University days. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there was a crew of us that 
um, work together on our project. So I went there for uh, grad school and I've worked with some, some people who are out there now. You would probably know their names and seen their work and do you know all the stuff that they've done. But it's nice when you have um, a crew um, it's just who's fun. Like you're just on set. It's fun. You but you're doing this. You're also doing this creative uh, work. Um, I think one of my best um, experiences that I always bring up, and everybody I'm sure is like, here we go, um, is working with Spike Lee. Literally, um, I'm at Howard finishing finished my classes. Um, got a call from Spike, like from him himself. I remember on a Sunday and said, wow. hey, do you want to, um, cause he was picking interns and he had went to Howard, um, that year he was getting a, a, an award for our, during our Paul Robinson's awards, but he called and said, Hey, do you want to work on, um, my film? The, the film was 25th hour at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm going to say no. Spike calls. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, you come to the production office uh, Friday morning. Mind you, I'm living in D.C. at the time and I have my little job. Uh, I now need to get to Brooklyn in a week. I have an apartment. I have everything. It was a whole thing, but God has a way. Everything worked out because a friend of mine from Howard was in New York at the time. He had to come back to D.C. to work on a documentary. I needed to go there. And our what we were paying in rent was around the same, maybe give or take $25. We swapped places and I went to New York and, and worked on 25th hour for two months. Wow. And I learned a lot <laughs> and I met a lot of cool people. It was, it was, it was one of the, the best experience. I learned more on that shoot than I did in any of my schooling because it was real life. This is why I tell people get on projects. It was real life. It was the, my, first union shoot, I learned so much than I did from any just book and test that I was taking. It was like to see it live and do it live, it changed my life. Wow, mm -hmm. that's so awesome. And speaking of Spike and other people, it sounds like you've had a chance to interact with lots of mentors, mm -hmm. lots of people who've had an effect on your life. Now, I don't know if Spike was one of them, but are there other people who've like, you know, been mentors in your life? I mean, I wish he was my mentor. Like I could like call him up right now and be like, hey, like help me. I mean Well he I, he gotta remember you though, because he called you. He gotta remember who you are. But he called I mean, there was like five or six of us. Oh. So and you know, twenty twenty fifth hour was back in two thousand and two. So what is that? God, I'm getting old. What's that? Twenty years? <laughs> Spike's got a good memory. He remembers your name. I was trying to get, I was trying, you know, I've seen him speak. I remember him, I think he was at Promax, which is one of the conferences for uh, promo producers or whatnot. But, I, you know, it's you, you got to get in front of him. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm, you know, this is the a downside of me because sometimes I am shy. You know, I need you to be are shy. Yes, I'm, you know, I need to be more aggressive on certain things. You know, I don't like, I've worked with a lot of people, celebrities, I guess, but I just kind of play it cool. And I, you know, I'm sure I've missed, I know I've missed plenty of opportunities on not being more aggressive with certain things. But that's one thing I've always said I wanted really was a mentor, especially a black 
female mentor, somebody who looks like me. And I've never had that. That's why I think I try to be that for others, like people, anybody who, I'm an open book, like even when you came in the store, like, you know, I'm willing to help out as best I can. I don't know everything. I don't have all the, um, the what, do you, what do you call it? I don't have all the hookups or anything like that. But, um, you know, I know for me, especially being a black female, it's, it's hard out there in, in business and work and anything. Um, you know, but you need that mentorship. I wish you just had more guidance on that level. Wow. That is so interesting that you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think about it that way. I was saying to myself, all of the women that I know in my life, they are mentoring somebody. Mm. They just are. Especially those who are not, you know, they're at a certain point in their life. They yeah. are mentoring someone either formally or informally. Yeah. I, I do think that there's an opportunity for a couple of things to do what you mentioned as far as finding an appropriate mentor for for our sisters. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other thing that that that's, that stands out to me is that we've got to honor all the stuff that that you guys do. You yeah. are you are the, the center of mankind. See. You know. And I, I think a lot of people need to realize that or understand that i think black women you know we it's it's we have um it's it's rough it's tough but we have the drive and we have the creativity um like i'm especially being down here in atlanta i'm seeing so many women just women period and then women of color or whatnot who are really making a way um for themselves or just um pushing forward on things and not uh being held back if that makes sense mm -hmm. like just making it happen to, um, despite the adversities you know i i read somewhere and i don't know the stats specifically but there are more black women who are business owners per capita than any other group there are more black women from a minority perspective which i don't like that word uh, there are more black women from a minority perspective that are in school than any other group mm -hmm. so, or in any other group you consider minorities with, with perhaps the exception being asian um, people and mm -hmm. i'm saying to myself like man you know what you do what all black women do is like we change like elections <laughs> like we do all, yeah. we flip we do all kinds of things and um you just you don't need support necessarily you need us to really acknowledge all of the great stuff that you do because you, you know you guys lead us as a society there's, there's no doubt about that yeah yeah definitely i think it's, a, it's the acknowledgement yeah it just yeah it just really is and these days with all that swirling around that acknowledgement needs to keep going continuously we can't wait for like mother's day yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Christmas or something like that's not cool, man. Christmas, Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, now because the consumer complex tells us we're supposed to acknowledge all women, we're supposed to do that that day. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Um, like every day, yeah. every day, and I, I know it's. You mentioned it; it's hard, but it's at the same time you mentioned it's rewarding. Oh yeah. It's very rewarding. Like, I mean, 
for me, just speaking on myself, on being able, like I had the goal of opening up a, a business, <clears throat> a storefront per se. Um, and when I, when I quit my last job, um, it was more so, um, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, what was, repeat the question. Sorry. You, were, you were talking, you were saying that um, you as a business owner, when you left your last job, it sounds like something triggered in you or something triggered in you. Oh. Well, it also was the fact, you know, I told you I've had all these businesses, little businesses, little side things. I also was freelancing and whatnot. And it got to the point, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, if I want to open a store, I need to do it. I'm getting older. I need to do it now. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, it works. Because I don't want to be older at a point where I'm not even physically able to do it and being coulda, woulda, shoulda. And so granted, I'm still older than what I would have liked to have been in opening my store. And then granted having MS coupled on top of that, I still could be like, oh, when I was in my 20s, I could have done this, you know, had more energy and whatnot. But every, everything has its, its time and its purpose. So, um, and this was my time. And then and it was very rewarding then still to this day and seeing on being able to get that store open in less than a year. Wow. And in a different business outside of what I went to school for and whatnot, I'm able to use my creativity though um, and open a storefront and in my first year be profitable. So. That's, that's, uh, that's really amazing. And, and it's an example for all of us out there. You mentioned that you had businesses in the past and that you, you, you were all, they were all learning opportunities, right? To get yeah. you to the point that when you opened up um, your, your store here, that you were like, you were able to take all of those things that happened and say, all right, this is how I make it or put it together to make sure that this one is a successful venture. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you mentioned that I think is so important is Janine, I always have a lot of people and friends who have told me like, yo, dude, you are too old to be doing what you're trying to do. <laughs> you should go sit down somewhere. <laughs> or or they're like they they're running out the clock, right? Yeah. You might have worked somewhere. And um and they are looking forward to like, yeah, I'm just gonna retire at some date. Mm-hmm. From hour. And for me, and maybe for you, it's like that to me, just as soon as they say that to me, it's like I feel like this uh, malaise. Like I can't conceive of that. <laughs> yeah. We were just sitting down, laying around, not doing a thing at some point in my life. That is not, there's no such word to me as retirement mm-hmm. in, the, in the traditional sense where you're just sitting around waiting for stuff to the clock to run out. Man, God has put us here to like have a wonderful life. Whatever God you believe in has done that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I mean, I feel like retirement for us looks different than what a retirement looked for our parents and our grandparents and whatnot. Um, that's for me, like, I've never really visualized retirement, like you say, like, to finish working your corporate job or whatever, your nine to five, and then you just kind of sitting around waiting for the clock to tick or what some people, depending on their personalities, they might move 
uh, to warmer climate or whatnot and maybe do, I don't know, fish and stuff like that. But um, I don't, for me, I just, I don't know what retirement is going to look like at that time because we don't, I know, I don't have jobs. I have pensions. Um, I don't know what the social security or 401k is going to look like. That's why like I have certain things. I have my house in DC still where I'm holding on to that because that's my retirement money. I want to, and I say retirement money, I do want it, for me, retirement is getting to the point of being comfortable uh, in what is, is it not working to live? Yeah. I, I don't want to have to go to this job to make this money because I have to pay these bills. I want to get to a point where I can do the things that I love to do and still make money having multiple streams of income um, and be able to relax more where I don't have to do it. Yeah, that 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 point makes so much sense because mm-hmm. it, it'll just expand our creativity. Both you and I are not in creativity. We can do even more stuff of our creative passions. When, yeah. I, you know, when I was younger, people used to always say to me, like, oh, yeah, go and do this, that, that. Then you can do your creative stuff later in life. Yeah. Like, if you're young and you're listening to this, or, you know, and you're just starting out career, like, no, man, this is the time to do you to do the creative thing that you love because you do it right. Then you create this kind of energy mm-hmm. to help other people if yeah. you do what you love. You and I probably both met people who were just like, wow, I used to do. Oh, I should have. Yep. Oh, I wish I would have. Oh my gosh. And, and and for me, this is probably something I learned before I was diagnosed with MS. Is I would have to extricate myself from certain groups that, even if they were friends, and I had to find the group of people who had a level of optimism <laughs> and a level of energy, because I'm not an extrovert like the loudest person in the room kind of person. I'm an extrovert. Like I feel the group that I'm down with. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel the group. I feel the That's right. I feel them. And so I got to feel the energy. And if the energy is right, then I'm right. And then I'm getting energized and I'm pushing forward. Yep. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. This has been such an amazing conversation. For those of you who are out there, just listen to the words of Janine. Play them back. If you will, you know, because it's you shared some very inspirational items there, Janine. People, yeah, people, people out there, people who are listening to this podcast and this show, and those of you who've listened to us for the last couple of years, thank you so much for the time you've spent with us. Take it that you have the ability to get things done, not because you just want to check off a box. Not because you have some kind of wacky resolution that you're trying to do, but because you're trying to do what Janine has done and really think about your calling. Yeah. And for me, like I would say, like, don't, um, I know it's hard. It's, it's try not to get discouraged or think you can't do X, Y, and Z or whatnot. Like opening a business is not easy just for a regular healthy person going back to the MS thing. Like, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. It's just me. So I'm a single person with MS, you know, getting older. Um, so slowing down, 
And it's not like I'm not a millionaire. I wasn't making millions off of working in TV and film. Uh, but I just, like, I guess maybe you say, like, it's a calling or whatnot. And I was able to open this store that is rewarding um, with with resources and, and with limited resources, really just an idea and a drive um, and, and hoping also with the MS thing. I don't know what, you know, each day is different. I don't know what next year is going to, what next year is going to provide um, or what it's going to do for me health wise. So I'm like, right now while I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. Let me open, let me do this passion and this, this calling that I have and get it open. Um, and I was able to do it, you know, having a debilitating uh, disease, you know, yeah. Uh, the power of now, I don't know, Eckhart Tolle and others have talked about how it's so important for us to live in this moment, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in our last days on this plane, whenever that is, for you and I, it's going to be maybe, it's going to definitely be about another 50 years or so, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when that happens, we're not going to really remember stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not going to remember, like, how much money we got or how much this thing we bought was. Let's remember the people that we loved and we cared for and that kind of thing. Who did we help? That's the only thing. And who helped us? That's the only thing that's going to be remembered in this life. I'm not going to remember a cool suit. It's not. I'm just not going to remember whether my phone was the coolest or whether I had a nice computer. Who cares? That ain't like a real thing. Materialistic stuff. That's right. It's like something instant. And growing up where I grew up, it was so hard for me and maybe for you out there to think about the consumerism that we have in the United States. It has its place because we do need things. We can't we can't be the be the we can't be a slave to stuff. Yeah. I think I came up with a new thing that you named can't be slave to stuff. <laughs> Make a t-shirt out of it. <laughs> because the only thing is that we just love people. We, we just got to love the people who are around us. I am asking you a question here, and I think I know what the answer is. And the answer is that I'm going to ask you to come back here in the future to the show. Oh. And, and, do, and so you can continue to let us know your journey and how you are doing and how the business is doing. And we really want to hear from you and how you are progressing in life. Um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and connect with you, Mm-hmm. What are the best ways to do that? Um, they can reach out on, uh, let's see, so email. Um, a good email to email is Janine, J E A N as in Nancy, I N as in Nancy, E at C as in cat, B as in boy, D as in dog, Smyrna, S, M as in Mary, Y, R, N as in Nancy. A G is in goat a.com. That's the email you can um, try to reach me at. Uh, I have Instagram, which is at CBD of Smyrna G A. Yes. So CBD spell C V is in boy, D is in um, dog, then Smyrna spelled S M is in Mary, Y R N is in Nancy, A 
G-A. Please follow me. I need some followers. Um, you know, the social media thing is a whole nother job. Um, <laughs> that is so true. Um, yeah, it's a whole nother job. Um, oh my goodness. Um, so, but that's CBD of Smyrna GA. And then my Facebook is CBD Smyrna GA. Um, I have a Twitter. I have a TikTok. I just don't do anything. Uh, but the main thing is email, phone number. Uh, you can call, like the, the store is 770-989-1147. The store's name is cbdofsmyrnaga.com. I mean, sorry, cbdofsmyrnaga at, at um, Smyrna. My website is cbdsmyrnaga.com. That's all. Awesome. Told you guys, like, yo, Janine got stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, multiple ways. All of the contact information that she just mentioned will be in the description for everybody. I should have had it in the back. Like, oh. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it will be there. So for those of you who are looking at the bottom of, of the show, um, we'll put it in the live remarks and also in the uh, edited version for the future. Yeah. Uh, so. The question I always ask everyone, Janine, is that I'm not here. I'm going to put myself backstage for a second. And you're talking to someone that's out there in the world, and they are struggling with their creativity or their business aspirations. They're just like, yo, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can make this happen. It's just a struggle. And you are getting connecting with this person, and you're going to give them one or two pieces of advice. What do you What do you tell them? Um, get those thoughts out your head. Don't um, like manifest the the positivity instead of saying I can't. Say I can. Um, and um, you know, it's 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 it's, it's to just do it. Uh, like we talked about having a mentor, um, but if you don't, it's, it's in finding. I guess yeah, finding a mentor or finding somebody who's in the field that you're trying to open your business and getting in their ear, talking with them and, um, you know, getting, just getting some gems, even if it's just one good gem from them, just to be able to get, get started on your business and using that drive, use your drive and push yourself to, to, um, doing what it is that you need to do, whether it's, I don't know, opening a storefront, opening an online, opening, you know, a mobile business or whatnot. It's, it's, there's no time that, what is it? It's kind of cliche. No time that, that that's better than now, the better than the present. <laughs> so awesome. It, it, you know, you are so on point that a lot of times I've heard this, that there's like, I'll wait or just the enemy, I forget the whole quote about perfection is the enemy of something good or something like that to that effect. Just do just start, take them little steps, like just do it. If it's just writing down something, yeah, like a journal, call somebody you know today. It's like say, Hey, I'm thinking about a thing. Can you can we talk? Yeah. And well, and here's the thing. I I learned it when I was doing like beauty supply training, and I forget what the term is, but in finding somebody, it's finding someone that is going to be positive and help you with that drive. Because there's people who are going to be around you who are going to negate it, who are going to tell you that you're crazy or going to talk you out of it. And that's everybody from your your immediate family to parents to siblings. 
um, to even some friends. Like I, when I'm opening this, I knew who I could talk to that would help me push me towards my goal and who I had to limit those conversations with because I knew they were going to get in my head and I was going to start to doubt myself. And some of that is immediate, it's family. Um, And, you know, so because they just care about you. Some people are just safe. They want you to have your nine to five or they want you to do, you know, wait, where are you going? Wait, you got benefits. You got this, you got that. But you got to start thinking of things as those are just, it's, it's dollars and cents. Like one of my old, um, somebody I used to work with used to tell me when I was working um, corporate and he had his own business and I was like, well, I need healthcare. I need healthcare. He's like, all you need to do is sit back and figure out what the cost is for you. If you leave this job, it's all just dollars. It's all just money. Like you don't let that hold, make you a slave to something that you don't want to be a slave to something you don't want to do just to pay, pay your bills. Like figure out how you how you um, work on that on your own or manifest that and go towards your passion. I'm all about doing what makes you happy, especially in this day and time. That's right. Because when we do that, we the way we interact with other people, when we're doing what we love and what we have a calling for, it actually helps the other people. It, it creates like this. I know I said this a couple of times, but the energy that we create is better than the energy when we are so beaten down by something that is just ponderous and we don't love. Yeah. We're creating energy that way too. And that energy is not helpful to the people around you. It's not helpful. It's not healthy. I had to tell myself um, several times with different jobs, like if I'm in the car and I'm crying on the way to work, I need to make a change. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and you're not the only person that's had that scenario that's that's been part of that. You know, you, you, we've all had this moment like, why the hell am I here? Yeah, why am I here? I think people, I think the pandemic is actually bringing that out on a lot of people. That's why folks are either quitting their jobs or whatnot, especially if the jobs are making them go back into the office because people are like, oh, I worked so much better at home. Well, I don't, and I don't need to be in the office. Why are they making me go in the office? Or it's just like, it's a, it's a, the pandemic has changed how people are thinking about their happiness and their life. And it's like, is it worth it for these for this little bit of money, or do I start and start my own own business? Yeah, some people say it's this whole topic about the. I've heard this from people who are at a certain level of privilege. They would go to some, oh man, I can't understand why they wouldn't go back to do this job and why this great resignation is happening. I'm like, that is so stupid. Yeah. Now, one, people are going to another better job. They ain't like disappearing. <laughs> so they yeah. go on a place to your point that is a much more effective job than them. And then they're realizing that the streams of income that they can generate are not in just the paycheck place. Yeah. There isn't other spots that they can do things. And especially young people. And a lot of us is just like, yo, man, why am I going to go there? There's a book I read years ago called Deep Change. And and it starts off with this guy who's in this cubicle thing. And there's all these people working around him. And then by the time he gets to the end of the first chapter, everyone's gone. Besides him, he ain't even know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, dude, do you want to be that audience? Do you want to just wait and not do what you do and what you love and wait? Or you're going to be the last person in the cubicle on some job that's going to disappear. 
Yep. Everybody else is, you like, wait, what am I missing? And they gone. <laughs> they gone. And they were either let go or they were getting out of there. And yeah. you want to do that just because you want to feel a certain way. Like every single one of you are listening to Janine today. You've got the ability to get something done that that's your passion. Yeah. You just do. Janine. And- Start off small. Okay. Go ahead. No, I'll talk. Please. I'll talk all day. No, no. Come on, now. You, you, come on. You were ready. You got to. You got to hear it. What were you going to say? Um, I just forgot what I was going to say. I forgot. Go no, ahead. I was talking about. I was talking about the passion that people have. Like, get up out your seat, mm-hmm. piece by piece. Don't let somebody tell you that just because you had some skill at some job that that's all you are. Yeah. Oh, and I guess the thing also is like. And if it's like financial is your is your thing, like you still can like whatever your passion is, whatever it is that you want to do, if you need to be in your job right now to pay bills or whatnot, have that fund your passion until you can get to the point where you can step out on your own. Um, I'm not saying go out and just quit and you're like, oh shoot, I got rent and because rent is crazy. <laughs> um, but it's like have your your job or like your side gigs or whatnot fund your passion and get to a point of your your um true happiness and or i shouldn't shouldn't even say happiness like your passion your drive what makes you go because why do you want to you don't want to live in life and continue to live life just being unhappy and unsatisfied Mm -hmm. if that makes sense it does going back to what we started talking about with MS that we both have when you are not doing what you love the stress of that it's it's a real thing and, and it'll have an effect on your stress levels yeah you, know, or you interact with your loved ones or your friends it just will yeah. look like yo why is he or she why are they always such a why are they always such a such and such I know that's a, not a real word <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> some people know, even a lot of people know what I'm talking about. Like, why, why are they like that? Mm-hmm. And that is because we're just sitting there, not happy, and we're saying to ourselves, you, you see it all the time, people like beefing about something that's on TV or something else going on in the world. We human beings that were created on this earth, we are here to create something on this earth, to create a legacy on this earth. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, we're like little, little raindrops snowflakes like we gotta just do the thing we gotta do it you can't sit there and not do it and your point about making sure that you're balancing both of those things makes so much sense right you know and like in my case my creative thing i have to do because i have a a son i have to make sure that i'm taking care of my family i made a commitment to my family Mm -hmm. so making that means it's long nights for me (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's long nights for probably many of us that's out there yeah, like, I spend the long nights all the time. That's right. You know, like as opposed to watching the most recent whatever show somebody's telling me about, that means I might have to spend a few hours working on the business. Like I, it's totally worth it. Absolutely. Like I help and like I'm working kind of all the time, like days off or whatnot. Like I, I you know, I hire somebody, so I have somebody in the shop, but I'm constantly on the computer or ordering inventory or doing some sort of work. But like you said, with MS, I have to make time to rest because, um, because, uh, you know, and owning a business is stressful, but it's a different kind. I have a different kind of stress than I did going into the corporate corporate um, 
world and, 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 you know, the stress, the stress with that, that you, like, I guess what you say, like, why am I here? <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's finding, you know, finding that balance. I'm all about quality of life. Cause guess what? Right now I only go into the store three days a week, you know, versus going into the job five days a week for, and, and a lot of times I got to go and do other stuff, but I can't cause I got to come into work just to show my face and sit here. So yeah, I, I think that hopefully Sorry. people will understand the stress that they're under. And it, 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 to me, it's been so, so refreshing and so appreciative to meet someone in my life face to face that's going through what I'm going through. Because you probably have a tough time explaining it to people. I do. Too. People just say, well, you know. I don't know if that's true. I was like, no, there's an MRI. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Or, or people go, oh, yeah, well, you know, just, you know, take some whatever thing and then you'll be all right. Or so, You don't look sick. Oh, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> what is, first off, what does that look like? Secondly, it's like, you don't even know what I feel inside. But I'm not, if I, well, I don't want to look sick. <laughs> oh, yeah, you look great. What do you mean? No. I still got to get up. Exactly. I still got to take a shower. I still got to clean up. I still got to, regardless of what I've got. But, oh, no, you look great, Dad. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fantastic. Yeah. Like I used to have to tell my ex, I was like, you don't even understand the 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 amount of energy it takes just to get dressed. Oh, gosh. Fresh morning like the folks is, i was like but it's kind of it's 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 draining <laughs> they don't people don't understand like depending on like how you're showering if it's too hot too cold i mean that can be painful yeah it can be like it can be like excruciating pain what's going on mm -hmm. if i if i don't have on the right type of socks and it's cold outside oh gosh my feet are frozen it's a whole thing, yeah. Whole thing. I just bought, bought compression socks the yeah. other day. I've never had it. I'm like, let me try this out to help us. I bought them. People don't understand. They don't. I have those too. I have those compression socks. I have these things called hot socks that I got off of Amazon. People oh. don't, don't know. These are like socks that supposedly make your feet warm. Like oh, yeah. when I'm doing the day job stuff, I got like a little heating pad that I put on my feet. Like people don't, they just don't get it. They just think, oh yeah, man, you just, ah, you cool. You know, just go ahead and, you know, Work out or something. <laughs> exactly, it's the workout. And, oh, just it, no, it's you don't understand. And one thing, one of the biggest things I learned from going to MS um, activities and certain things, like you know, working out for for you is different. Like that, no pain, no gain doesn't work with somebody with MS. If you got pain, you need to stop <laughs> and slow it down. I used to work out an hour and a half years ago. Yeah, you know, I was in that kind of like I gotta get these muscles and all that crap and that's right i gotta get muscles and get my, my quads right and all that crap and i was like yo I, if i do more than 30 minutes of exercise these days like when it's over i gotta like go sit down so i gotta really then sit down <laughs> then yeah. i gotta sit down and lie down for a minute it's different yeah the whole thing we, we can have a whole show just on talking about stuff like that yeah, and I hope for those of you who are out there who know someone with MS, like give them a call. You know, like really be there for them. Just don't be like, oh yeah, whatever. Let me just give you a verse and then you'll be high. Yeah, especially yeah. how you say that around the holidays and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, people, you don't know what people are going through, especially 
folks who just don't have family or whatnot, um, and then I'll have MS or certain other things. Like it's 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 mentally uh, rough. <laughs> it, it breaks my heart sometimes on those groups because we are so sensitive that mm-hmm. there are people who are um, who are they've lost someone that was important in their life. And they'll say, they'll put a post like, yeah, he or she, they just departed because they didn't understand. And that kind of stuff breaks my heart. Yeah. It, it, it just does. Those of you who are out there, you have a creative spirit. God has given you one. If you had something that you were working on, continue to do it. Do not try to say to yourself, I'm going to go it all in one big chunk. I'm going to eat a frog like right now. Then do it piece by piece, man. But keep pushing forward. Whatever you and yours are going through, please making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Please make sure you do that. Please listen to the words that Janine shared today. Janine, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. It's been wonderful. You are coming back. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) For, For those of you who are listening to the Rising Tide Charity and the Creativity Cocktail, Next year, our plans are pretty simple. We are going to be taking these shows, like Janine is on here today, and creating a wonderful audio book that really talks about how you can help yourself as a creator. And the other thing we'll be doing is that by the end of 2022, we're going to be taking two creative souls and giving them a creative suite. We're going to be giving them a uh, iMac with all of the creative tools that they need, final draft, final, you know, Final Draft, Final Cut Pro, Logic, all the things that you as a creative want in your life. So two people will be the recipient of that. So look for more information on that. Please subscribe so you can hear more about that and hear wonderful conversations like the one we had with Janine today. (laughs) And so great to have you, Janine. We will talk to you again. And for those of you out there, one brush stroke at a time. Thank you. Hey.